Welcome everybody to the Psychic Wives. This is Ginger Hendry. And I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm Kathy Rumsey. And we are um, particularly excited, well I am particularly excited today about today's topic because we really wanted to talk about mediumship. Uh, we were just discussing before we hopped on that we have several topics that we could um, you know sort of expand on and this is definitely one of them because what we really wanted to look at today is um, Kathy and Jerry's journey into mediumship. I think we've mentioned multiple times that we all met through animal communication classes. We're all animal communicators. Um, and Kathy and Jerry are moving down the mediumship path. And I'm particularly interested in sort of that journey. So that is really kind of the frame of reference that we want to talk about today. So I would like to, I'll start with Kathy because you sort of started this journey a little bit um, sooner than Jerry. So we yeah. were animal communicators. So from animal communication, how did that interest get sparked? How did you move that way? <laughs> um, very unknowingly, I moved into it. I, I will say I, um, I've always had what I perceived to be visits from spirit, but didn't, you know, as a, as a younger person and a, a yeah, as a younger person, I don't remember anything really from childhood, but definitely from a young adult. I can remember mostly in my dreams having visits from people who had crossed, but they were very, they weren't typical dreams. They were very vivid. I would wake up sobbing, crying from just not like I would wake up and immediately start sobbing because it was like, I really felt like I know that was a dream, but I feel like I just interacted with that person who has crossed over, but I didn't understand it at the time. Anyway, so I just kind of, you know, just like a lot of stuff that we do with our intuition is we write it off to that was just a dream. You're being right. silly kind of thing. Um, but a, a couple of, I guess it would be three years ago now, um, I was well into the animal communication journey and um, I follow, I, I'm a big follower of Brene Brown, who is actually just a, I don't know, <laughs> I don't even know what to call her, but she's just a really cool person who writes all these books about living a wholehearted life. And TED and, Talks, et cetera. Uh, yes. And her TED Talks awesome and everything. And, and, one of, and, and so I was in, I was really into reading her books and, and learning more about, you know, living wholeheartedly. And one of the things that she talks about a lot is being creative. And I have always been one of those, I am not creative. I am not artistic, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I saw an ad for a place in New Hampshire that was hosting a weekend workshop in spirit art. And it said, no psychic or mediumship ability needed, you know, just come, this is all about spirit art. So I was like, well, I'll go, I'll, I'll check it out. And um, it was really cool. What I figured out was, um, <laughs> I obviously knew I already had psychic ability. I didn't, know I had enough mediumship ability to say I had the ability. But what I learned was that A, I do have medium, uh, you know, the ability to connect to spirit, but I can still only draw stick figures. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I tried so hard. And, and the man who was teaching the class, who is now my mentor was like, because we were we were reading another person and we had our sketch pad and we were supposed to be drawing as we're reading and he's like coming around he's like I don't even see the pencil in your hand and I'm like but I'm talking I'm getting all this information and I'm describing what I'm seeing in like vivid detail but I can't put it to paper <laughs> so um so that weekend really although it was not at all what I thought I was going for just completely piqued my interest in pursuing it. And mostly because Joe, who was, who was teaching the class, um, talked about, you know, not everyone can be a medium as opposed to everyone has intuition and everyone can hone in their intuition 
and become more and more psychic, not everyone has the ability to be a medium. Like, and I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's just not, not every person has it apparently. And I don't know enough about it to say whether I agree or disagree with that statement. Mm -hmm. But his thought is for those of us who have the ability, we should use it to serve spirit. And so I really pursued it talking to him. He was so passionate about there are so many people grieving and hurting and needing to hear messages from spirit that if you have the ability, you should pursue it in service of spirit to help the messages come across to the people who need to hear them. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's how my path started. It's been very interesting. Um, I enjoy it. Not as much as Jerry, though. <laughs> yeah, so Jerry yeah. enjoys it even more than I do. Um, so I'm going to actually pass the baton to Jerry. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's it's so interesting because it was like for me, it was it was uh, it, it happened through animal communication because when we're doing animal communication, we're naturally um, connecting with animals who have crossed like all the time, um, and for me. I know this is going to sound weird. I love connecting with animals who have crossed. So nobody take that as like Jerry likes animals who have crossed. Of course, I don't want our animals to cross. But when they cross, it's like for me, the connection is always um, A, for two reasons, super, super strong. The connection is and B, it makes me feel so very good that I can help a client with their grieving process by connecting with their animal who has crossed, you know, because Mm -hmm. a lot of us are in a really bad space when our animals cross. So um, it was kind of a natural progression for me because it was like, okay, I'm, I'm connecting with animals, animals who have crossed. Can I do this with humans? Do you know what I mean? Um, And I remember talking to Kathy because she had already been in, she had gotten into Joe's program. Um, This is Joe shield medium. And he does, he doesn't do classes. He does mentoring mentorship programs and they're like two-year programs um actually when kathy got involved it was a three-year program since now he's dropped it down um to two years so it's a two-year program and he's your mentor and you go um away for long weekends with the whole group and you have classes every every month and you have mediumship circle etc um and so i liked also that joe when i was like well you know i don't know do i have it do i have it like if you do it with animals can you automatically do it with humans um i believe it's a little bit harder with humans than it is with animals because animals have such a, a a certain vibration so it's super easy we always say that in order to connect we have to raise our vibration and the human or the animal has to drop theirs a little bit i think it's easier for the animals um, in spirit to do that so i like that joe had a very big um application process like it was pages and pages and there was an interview and stuff and that's like going to kind of speak to what kathy had said um, and, and one of the sayings they say is all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Right. Um, so you may have psychic abilities, but not mediumistic, if that's the way. Mediumistic? I think yeah, it, I don't even know. Anyway, mediumistics. We all know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and I liked what Kathy said, too, that, that Joe says, for me, if you can do this, if you are able to do this, and I don't want to make this sound too heavy, but there's almost a responsibility to do this because there are so many um, spirits out there that want desperately to try to get their messages uh, across. So um, you're being of service to spirit by doing this. So it's like, if you can, you kind of should. It's almost like it's almost like we say about lost animals. I know mm-hmm. none of us enjoy really I don't, I, maybe I, let me backtrack on that. It's not easy doing lost animal readings. Right. But if you read in that way that lends itself to being able to help, you kind of should. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? But it's similar to that. Like I said, like being of service to spirit first and then also the client. Um, because if you can help, just like with animals who have crossed, if you can help somebody who's grieving so much from the loss of a child or a parent or a loved one or, or whatever, you, sh- you should. Um, so I'm really finding it fascinating and incredibly rewarding 
not from an ego standpoint, like, ah, I got that right. But from, I was able to get a message through from spirit who desperately wanted to get a message through to this person. Um, and I'm really kind of getting into the whole studying of it. Um, how can I do it better? How can I be more clear? How can I interpret the messages I'm getting better? How can I connect more deeply? Um, it's an ongoing process for sure. For sure. Now, I, the question I have around um, the, the differences between communicating with animals that have crossed and communicating with people, you talk about the vibration rate. Do you find, and I'm just asking really for your opinion, um, that animals vibrate at a higher rate than a person who's crossed? Do you think that, I mean, I don't know if you have any sense of that. I personally do. Just because for me, my belief is that just animals in general are just so much closer to pure positive energy on a, in general than right. humans. They live in the moment. They can let things go. They don't hold grudges. They don't. So well, in- and, and they, they, even when they're alive, they use yeah. their intuition. Uh, it's how they communicate is yeah. intuitively with each other. They don't, you know, it's, it's a very different way. So, yeah. And I wonder if, because it's higher, they have a higher vibration. They're able to, they're able to do more, more quickly. Like, yeah, they, you yeah. know, they say about like, we raise our vibration up the, the, the animals or people have, you know, that have crossed have to lower their vibration to, to meet us for, you know, those seconds or whatever. But it's almost like animals, yes, they're higher than, than humans in spirit possibly, but they also have the ability to more easily dip down to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like they have a wider range of like what they can do with, right. that, with their energy. Totally don't understand anything that I just said. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I don't I know enough to say it, but I don't. If someone was like, well, how does that work? I have no idea. Like, how does that And again, it is our opinion. That's what I was thinking as well. Because animals already have mastered unconditional love. Yes. And humans have not, but are working towards that. That that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, the case or not. That makes uh, total sense. And And I guess... Oh, go ahead. And I guess I don't know. Like, it's easier. I I will honestly admit, it is easier for me connecting to an animal... Um, than it is in mediumship, than connecting to spirit. Now, once I'm connected, okay, I'm connected. Now, I don't know, that could just be that I've been doing animal communication for much longer. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could just be a, um, an experience and a trust thing or, 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 or something like that. Um, or it could be that animals I, are just like, boom. I, I think it might be a combination because yeah. I don't, um, I've had a conversation with Joe about the animal thing and he was like, what do you mean animals? You know, it's really interesting that he, because when, because this is the thing about this, this um, course too. It's like Joe, it hooks up. Like when you hook up with him, when you're accepted into his program, that's it. Like he, here's my cell phone. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you have access to me 24 seven. And I remember he said to me when we were, he had called me and we were going over all the stuff and he was interviewing me and doing, doing that whole thing. He said, okay, so animal communication, I got another animal communicator in my thing. And of course he was talking about, about Kathy. <laughs> um, and he said, I don't know how I can support you in that, but I'll do my best, which was funny because I was like, no, no, that's okay, Joe. You don't like, he felt bad. Like, I don't know how, you know, I'm here for you 24 seven. I don't know how I'm going to be able to support you with the animals. And I'm like, well, you don't have to, that's okay. <laughs> no, but it was really funny and Lord love his heart that he was like, you know, I'll do my best. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We should ask him that one time. Have animals come through for him? They have to have, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, and I have asked other mediums that yeah. and the, um, most of the, and I've asked multiple, most of the people have said to me that sometimes an animal will come through with a person who's crossed and it might yeah. be my dad comes through with our family dog from my childhood. Right, but they're not connecting. They're not, and, no, right. Exactly. And, that, and I've heard Joe say that too, like, oh, and they brought a dog, but he never goes, well, let me see what the dog has to say. Yes, exactly. But there's not, there's right. not right. that. It's just, oh, and he has a dog with him kind of thing. Did you have a dog? 
Yeah. Right. No, this was really super interesting. And I have to share this. It, it's a little bit of a tangent, but it was really interesting because I had a medium that I had met and we were with a group and he happened to be sitting with us at our table. Um, and, and he asked what else I do or something. I don't know how the subject came up, but it was like, I was an, I said, I was an animal communicator and this person said, Oh, so you believe that animals are, are, are capable of conscious thought. <laughs> I thought that was so so interesting yeah. from a medium, right? Who here you are doing this type of work, right? Really like I thought that like, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like, but then I was kind of looking around like, am I the only one? You know, like it was pretty. It was. I just thought that was super interesting from a medium. Right. You know, but yeah. well, the mediums that I've talked to when I ask that question are always fascinated by animal communication and say, I can't believe you can get that detail from the animal. And I'm thinking, I can't believe you're getting that detail <laughs> from a human. Yeah. Um, and so I do, um, I, I think it's really cool, particularly for both of you, because I know you, but um, to know how great you are at animal communication and then to step over into mediumship and understand um, that you, you, you're, the connection's still the same, right? Well, I mean, vibration rate. We yes, it's, all, that, it's, but, it's really yeah. very much the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, can we talk about ginger you lead us here whenever you want to lead us here but kind of what we were talking about before we got on the phone about the feeling you yeah. know as to whatever but do you want to first go in and kind of tell us a little bit about because you're dipping your toe in there too i'm dipping my toe in and it's very interesting um for me because i can only go by what people who are doing mediumship have said to me over you know whatever um, and I, I, I took a class and there were other mediums in the class, which I'm not doing mediumship. I wasn't at the time. And so, um, a question came up around that connection, um, and the, uh, ability to, you know, to sort of go deeper into, um, the connecting. And there was a real, um, oh, I don't know, like they would marvel at our ability to connect with animals, even though they were making that connection with people you know what I mean so the feeling piece of it for me what what, what I was told in, in this particular class was you know it's much harder to connect to your own um like people you know that have crossed it's much easier oh, I don't know if it's much easier but it's easier to connect and that's not been my case because I've not done that I've not um ever opened myself up you know to do a reading and say who's who's coming through and describing and so what has been happening with me lately is I've been able to connect with my own relatives and not because I'm looking to, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I think I told you, you know, one time my mother came through and I literally was pulling out of the driveway. I wasn't thinking about her at all. Mm -hmm. And boom, she was there. She had like a minute or two to tell me something that I honest to God really needed to hear. Um, and then she was gone. Mm -hmm. And I didn't make that connection. I've had my father come through. I've had my stepdad, who I was very close to, come through. And more recently, I've had uh, a good friend's parents come through that I knew, uh, that I, you know, my whole life. So um, I don't know how to, or I haven't consciously sat, opened myself up, and tried to connect. It's, they're coming in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't know that I have um, good control or boundaries. And I, I think that's something that I'll practice in my own practice. If yeah. people start to come through, am I making sense? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I, um, have, I, I understand what you're saying because I have not, you know, my mother has passed and, and I don't, you know, there's times when I'm like, you know, mom, you know, I need a little help here. I need a little help here. And those are not the times when I'm able at all to connect with her. Right. But you know, I've been standing in a Lowe's hardware store, Lowe's Home Improvement, and felt my mother tap me on the shoulder because we were picking out tile. And my mother used to love doing like mm -hmm. renovation work with my husband and I. And we were picking out tile. And my mother, she touched me on my shoulder and she said, so I'm going to swear because we have, <laughs> but we have the E. She said, oh, I love this shit. <laughs> and it was like I could totally feel her like in my body, feel her touching me. And I was just like, I stopped and my hand went out to a shelf. And I just kind of started crying. My husband turned around and looked at me like, wait, do you like this one or this one? And I just held up my finger like, wait. And he knew what was going on. And it lasted for like 30 seconds or something. Yeah. And then she was gone. Yeah. But same thing. It's like, I can't, I don't want to say I can't. I haven't been successful in 
you know, okay, you know, getting myself into my space, connecting with mom, but they come in, whatever. And maybe that's the way it is for people we know. Well, it is because think of how attached you are to the outcome of absolutely trying Um, to, you know, but if you were to sit down and get into your space and just say, whoever comes through, comes through, it would be interesting to see who came through. But as soon as you, you know, you, you just said a couple minutes ago at the beginning, like, Hey mom, I could really use whatever. Like if you're in that space, she's not going to come through. Yeah. Because you're or thinking, she's going to, but you're not going to be able to. Or you're exactly. You're, yeah. you're not going to be able to recognize they're, they're it. Right. They're for you. Right. But you, absolutely. us that get in the way, we have to be, like I said, raising our vibration in that thing. And if you have attachment to it, that means there's also a little bit of doubt. Like it's got to be this way. It's got to be this way. Do you know what I mean? If you have attachment to it, you're not in that high vibration space mm-hmm. um, and you can't, you can't receive um, the messages. Well, it's funny. One time I was in the car driving, this is several years ago now, and two of my siblings were, I, I won't say having a spat because that was way too, too dramatic, but there was, you know, I heard from one who had a few things to say and they were annoyed with each other. And so I'm in the car and I'm thinking, how can I smooth this over? Not that it's any of my business, but this is what I'm thinking. Um, I would say this to this one. As I'm thinking about that, I heard my father say, stay out of it. And I heard his voice. Stay out (laughs) of it. This this has nothing to do with you at all. (laughs) I'm just in the car driving. You're like, sweet. I did. I let it go. Um, But again, I had no control over that. It just pops in. Yeah. Um, so, but, but you can, you can definitely work on the control and that's the beauty of, you know, being part of a, a program with a mentor who does, you know, although he won't tell us how to do it, you know, it's, it's not a, here are the steps that you do. And if you do these steps, it will work. That's the, it's not it because it's, everybody works differently, but he definitely helps us around controlling it, turning it off, turning it on, you know, or opening up and everything. Um, and the other thing I really like about Joe's program is, um, and I, and I'm very much a believer in this is the, um, evidential mediumship, which means we look for finding names, ages, how did they die? you know, things that people can say yes versus, oh, I have a grandma here, you know. She loves you so much. Right. No, what now that could be the message, but you know, what did they, how many kids did they have? What did they do for a living? Where did they live? Right. And, and so there are, you know, and so he is actually, you know, the, the program is very helpful with here are the tools I use to get names or ages or whatever and they don't all work for everybody but it's it's so cool to be part of a a group as as we're learning that hey i tried it this way you know you should try and it's really just trying different methods of um finding ages and finding um finding names and and that kind of thing and and it's funny jerry because i think one of the first practice readings i did i did for you Mm -hmm. And yep. your mom came through. Yep. yep. And so I have this weird thing. So my original, my first car that had GPS on it, um, it had a dial. And so when you went to like, it was like when you went to put in an address, you would turn the dial. And so it was like A, A was at like, you know, 5 p.m. and Z was at, Jesus. A was at 7 p.m. And, five, and and Z was at 5 p.m. And it's like the dial would spin. And that was the technique that I used to use to say, what's your initial? Like, what's the, what's the first initial of your name? And I would imagine in my head spinning that dial and seeing where it would stop. But I remember asking when I didn't know if it was your mom or not asking her to show me and I kept getting the it won't make sense it won't make sense do you remember and then I don't I'm sorry yes and it was something like it was something about what you called her versus what her name was right yes 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 okay and I don't remember exactly but it was a very it was a really cool um it was a really cool thing 
because you then said, well, what initials did you get? And I told you, and you were like, yes, that makes sense because we used to call her. Right. In other words, she didn't bring you to L for her name because her name was Lorraine. She didn't bring you to L. She didn't bring me to L. I can't remember what she brought me yeah. to, but it was something that you called her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. It is super weird, in the, or super weird. It's super cool. Um, and we kind of talked about this at the beginning, and I don't know if we talked, I think we were talking about this before we started recording, sorry. Um, but about the um, different, you know, we're used to these methods. Give me, tell me what to do A, then B, then C, then D, then E. Give me what to do. In mediumship, it just doesn't work that way. So I remember a lot of us, and, and were when we first started with Joe, we're so used to going to other classes and other programs and stuff like that, that Joe's not like that. He's not giving you A, B, C, D. He's like, okay. You know, I remember the first day of my first time meeting him and being with the whole class. We, he was like lecturing all day and we broke for dinner. And he's like, okay, I'm going to partner you up and go ahead and read. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? I don't know how. You didn't, uh, I mean, this is our very first, like, everything. Um, and one of the things, because we all do do it differently. Yes. You know, we, we, we all do it differently. I don't have a dial for me. I don't, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like we do it all completely differently and you have to be open, open to that. Like, okay, well, how do I get information? And but I know my, I think you both know that my, my brother does mediumship. And so mm -hmm. I asked him, like, how, how does it come in? Like, how do you, because he, because he doesn't, um, well, now he does both. He might ask for a particular person to come in, but like, you know, how do you know who you have? And he said, I ask for a bullseye when I connect. And usually I get that. And it's something that validates who the person is before he goes any farther. And that has worked. Pretty yeah, well and that has worked for me too. I'll say, put something in my hand. Mm. Put something in my hand. That's a you know, that they will recognize. Yeah. Um, and and that has worked for me. Oh, I'm gonna try that. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Put something in my hand. So the very first weekend that I took, uh, it was it was my first weekend intensive, um, and can't remember which day it was. It was a couple days in. And one of the things that they talk about is platform mediumship, which is in front of an audience. So it's, it's just, you stand up in, a, in front of a group of people and you ask for spirit to come through and you don't know who it is. Um, and I was the first one of our group who did that. And so I stood up in front of, I think there were 17 people plus Joe in the class. So like, you know, in front of 17 people, cause I was standing up obviously. And, you know, I closed my eyes and did my little like centering thing and brought spirit in. And it was one of those like, okay, here's what I have. And I described, you know, I gave the pieces of information that I had, but then like four or five people out of those 17 said, I know someone who fits that description. And I had to hone it down you know and go back to spirit and get more information to hone it down to get to i think there were just two people and then i was just like okay so now what do i do you know and literally saying like now what do i do while still staying in that part of my brain where i'm not thinking well what do i do next which is kind of hard to do especially when you're just beginning and um and one of the things that joe had said was um, ask the person to put, to put their clothes on you, to put their coat on you. And it was the coolest thing when I did that. I was like, I could describe the coat and the way it was over my shoulders with a little thing, like a little brooch or something that kept it closed and the hat and the heels. And it was really cool. And the other thing he had said to me was, you know, like, who do you feel like you're with? And I was like, I'm with her. And it was just one of those, like, I don't know how I know I'm with her. What Joe has done before. And I, and, and actually at that workshop that I took in New Hampshire, originally the spirit art one was, he did a, a similar demonstration for us. And I think it came down to like three people 
and I was one of the three who recognized all of the attributes of this person. And so he asked us, he asked each of us to say what pieces made sense to you. So we each said a couple of words to him and he looked at one girl and he said, it's you. I recognize your voice. And he uh, was in it with that guy. Like he was with spirit going, yeah. the spirit recognizes your voice. Yeah. I know it's you. And it was so cool to watch. Like it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's not the television stuff. It's, you know, the television stuff is all edited and it's, it's amazing to watch a medium work with a with a crowd and it's one of those even if you don't get a message directly you get so much out of it it's yeah i can't say enough about it so there's i guess a couple of schools of thought right you talk about i mean you mentioned that joe's an evidential um mediumship but uh medium um there is the spiritualist view that you don't ask for a particular um spirit to come through no, he believes that too. Yes. Okay. And then is, I've heard the term going direct, which is what we do with animals and specifically asking for um, this particular person to come in. Do you, either of you, do you both do both of those things? I or? do. I was always, I always thought that you, that you get who you get. You can never be directional about it. But then when I started having, um, started go, we, we were in circle every week. Circle is called development circle. So every Wednesday night I'm in development circle. It's a Zoom call for an hour or two with a bunch of mediums. And we just try different techniques and it's just ways to practice and ways to try different skills and to get our different, um, you know, senses going and stuff like that. So um, when I started doing circle, they would say, okay, um, today we're going to choose Michael and Michael give us a name. And he would put a name out there and we would all connect with that name. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was amazing the amount of information that we would, that I, I got, do you know what I mean? That everybody was getting. So for me, it's actually turned out. So if I have a client in front of me, I'm going to say, I say, and this is just me personally, is there someone um, you would like to connect with today? And if so, just give me their name. I don't want anything else. I don't want any information, nothing. Just give me their name. Um, because most people that come to you are really looking for you to connect with a certain person or whatever. But I've also done readings for people that's just like, let's just see who comes through. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when I was like practicing, uh, you know, at the very beginning, let's just see who comes through. But now I do. And I find for me personally, if I have that one piece of data, that name, it's like, boom. Yeah. And because maybe that's because I'm used to the animal communication and I have, you know, female dog Gigi, you know what yes, I mean? Yes. That's what I was thinking yeah. uh, because it works that way for animals. So I wasn't sure why it didn't. I've been told that it's, um, you know, it's like a big no-no in the spiritual, spiritualist version of mediumship. It's a big no-no, I'm in jail because... Yeah. Well, a lot of people do it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it just, to me, it just makes more sense because it's being... But that said, now here's the thing, that said, I may say, okay, give me the name and somebody may say, okay, um, you know, whatever, Ray, they, you know, give the name. And so then I connect with Ray and give them this messages and all that stuff. And then I say, who else is there? Yes. And then other people who I'm having, I don't go back to the client and say, now, who do you want? Yes. You know what I mean? It's the spirit I'm connecting to that. Okay. Who else do you want to bring forward? And then they might bring in, you know, a brother or a son or a dad, you know, whatever. And so in a reading, depending on how it goes, you know, cause some people may be really super chatty and give you a, a gazillion. Some people may be like really quiet and only give you a few things which is just like in animal communication, you know, if they're really quiet and if they're showing me that, you know, this person is, that's information, this person is super, super quiet. And it's kind of staying behind the others. And it's kind of like, and the, and the client will be like, yep, totally makes sense. He never spoke. He was the wallflower. He was, you know, um, that kind of thing. So I start with the directional if they want it. Yeah. 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 Now, I've done it both ways. I've done it both ways. Um, I, I do. I do ask if there's someone 
that they were hoping to hear from. And if they say yes, I just say, don't say anymore. And then I just say, I'm going to let whoever comes through, comes through. And if it's not that person, then I ask for the name and see if, if that person will come through. Um, and I think that that's kind of how Joe does it too, only because I've had a private reading with him where I actually, a, a spirit, a spirit art reading with him where he drew it's it's actually a really cool thing to see um and i'm hoping we can convince him to come on sometime and describe how he does it um because he he actually connects with spirit over the phone and draws the person and i'm gonna tell i'm gonna try to not make it too long of a story but just tell the story of my my reading with him um and he said, is there someone you're hoping, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yes. And he said, that's fine, but I'm going to see who comes through. And he described a few people um, from my life. And, and he said, now, you know, there's this one person here that I could draw, like, perfectly. You know, he's right in front of me. And I knew who the person was, although I fought it because it was, like, someone I knew when I was very young. I was, like, 16 when, I, when he died. And... I don't know his family or anything. And it's like, oh, I don't want the, a picture of this random, you know, <laughs> friend from high school kind of thing. Um, and so he said, who were you hoping? And I, and he didn't ask for a name. And I said, my grandfather. And so he draws a picture and he's doing all of this. And, and he says, now he's telling me, he's telling me I drew his, jaw wrong so here's what i want you to do when you get the when you get the picture in the mail put your put your hand over his nose like the bottom half of his face from his nose down just look at the eyes if you recognize his eyes that's great and i'll fix the jaw because he's saying i got his jaw wrong if you don't recognize <laughs> yeah it was awesome he's like if you don't recognize the eyes let me know. I'll schedule. Well, I call it a quick draw session. It's free. I'll do another session and I'll, I'll reconnect and I'll try to get your grandfather. So I get the picture in the mail. No idea. Never seen this person before in my life. Like really? I have, I have no idea who he is, blah, blah, blah. So, and it's so funny because this all is coinciding with this is at this, this is all going on at the same time that I'm filling out that like, 12 freaking page application that <laughs> while I appreciate it is a little daunting to fill out an application yes. that long. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like trying to get into his program and I've scheduled my quick draw session. And so he, and, and what I'm leaving out of this because I have the sessions recorded, the audio is the information he's providing about, he's just like, Holy cow, there are so many people coming through and he's, naming like names that you know and and you know and your uncle joe and his son steve and this and that and blah blah, blah like crazy specific like super specific evidential stuff so he just does a second drawing i get it in i didn't get it in the mail the second drawing he sent me um a pdf of it he took a picture of it first before he mailed it so i got it the next day I'll, maybe we can put it up on the website after. So I get from his, from his assistant an email with a PDF of this picture. It looks almost identical to the first picture he drew. And again, I have no <laughs> idea who this person is. So I'm like, but I was like, I was in it enough at that point to know, and plus all the evidential stuff from all of my other relatives who came through. Like, I knew it was someone that I just didn't know who it was. So fast forward, like a couple months later, I'm up in New York visiting my, my parents. And the grandfather that I wanted him to connect with was my father's father. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna show these pictures to my dad because it's probably some relative of my dad, blah, blah, blah. So I, I go to my father and it's, you know, in his reclining chair and I was showing these two pictures 
And I said, do you know who this is? And he was like, well, no, who is it? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. And of course my father's like, well, why do you have pictures of someone that you don't know who it is? And I'm <laughs> trying to like not explain to my dad, you know, trying to like just just do you know who it is? And, and meanwhile, my mother comes in and she's like, what are you guys talking about? And she, and I said, oh, I was just asking dad if he recognizes the person in these two pictures. And she looks at him, she looks at the pictures and she gets the funniest look on her face. She goes, I know that person. Or she goes, I know who that is. And she walks away and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then she calls me from the other room and she wants, she said, help me get this picture off of the wall. So I take the picture down, hold up the drawing that Joe does, and it is identical like to the stripe in the tie, everything, identical to the man in her, the picture who is my mother's grandfather. So he was my great-grandfather who was dead before I was born but it's like, you can't make it up. Like right. it is the, it's, it's him. And it was such a cool thing. And I, I told that story to Joe on like our, our second get together. Um, and he's like, well, thank you for allowing me to be your mentor when, <laughs> and I, and I, but I said to him, I said, you know, it was so obvious. All your information was so accurate that yeah. I knew it had to be somebody it was technically my grandfather he was my great-grandfather you know but technically a grandfather but I never knew him and he was like you know but that's the thing about spirit is just because you didn't know them before right. they passed yeah they're around you all they're the time and blah yeah. blah blah so it was it's really neat but Joe has like on his website picture after picture testimonial of people who had a, a drawing done from him and then literally a photograph that's like you would think if you saw the picture of the person the photograph of this person in spirit and then the drawing that joe does you'd go that's pretty good it's a pretty good drawing of this photograph but he doesn't have the photograph. Right. He's doing it all as a medium. And it's, it's so cool that it's like, you know, he was doing this before he knew what he was doing. He was just drawing pictures of people and didn't know why, yeah. but he could. So it's, it's really cool. And that's, you know. And that's a, what we were saying before, like everybody does it differently. Joe's, Joe loves to do that and do the art. You know, he's an artist. So that's, you know, one of the ways that the, the information comes through. We were talking earlier about how, um, you know, Kathy is a, a big feeler. Like she can feel herself in the body of the person she's connecting with. I'm not a feeler. And in, when I'm doing a reading, the person's standing next to me. And I can describe the clothes that they're wearing and the shoes that they're wearing and the car that they're getting into and the house that's behind them. And it's like I'm having a conversation with them, but I'm not feeling them. I mean, sometimes when I'll say, when I say, you know, we had said this before, sometimes when I say, you know, can you show me how you passed? I will then, you know, maybe feel something in my throat, but it's usually like, you know, my attention is brought to my throat or my attention is brought to my lungs or my attention is brought to a hospital or I feel, you know, but it's not, it's not a big feel thing. I'm not like in, it's like I'm sitting with them having a conversation. So let me ask you this. When you're saying that you're sitting having a conversation, is it similar to animal communication where you're seeing in your mind's eye? Or are you actually seeing, and I, and I ask this question because I've asked people, and most people are seeing in their mind's eye, but a couple of mediums I talk to actually see here in the- Oh, physically. Yeah, no, I'm seeing in my mind's eye okay. that, which does not mean that I haven't seen- you know, but not connected with a mediumship reading, like yeah. who just walked across the living room? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think that happens with all of us. Um, but we notice it, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, um, yeah, but I don't physically see in this plane, the person yeah. in front of me. It's in my mind. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, for me, it's in, it's in my mind's eye. I see and then I can, you know, if I ask them, I can feel what it's like to be them. Interestingly, though, I hear, and I described this to Joe when it first started happening to me. The other thing I have started doing is I've started smelling. Yes. Which is funky. Yep. It's super, to me, smelling is more funky than hearing. Yeah. Because hearing, it comes and goes so quickly that you can go, I just made that up. But the smelling, I don't know. It's, it's such a new thing for me that it freaks me out every time it happens. And this is really cool that you said that because in Circle the other day, and what we've been doing is we've been working on the different senses or whatever. So now I will say, give me a smell. What do you smell? Mm -hmm. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you feel? It's like having a conversation. I literally have a sticky note sitting on my desk of all the questions that I like to ask them or can ask them. But when I was in circle the other day, I was paired up with somebody in a Zoom like breakout room or whatever. And it was great because she had someone coming through and it happened to be my mother, again, that came through. Um, and, and it was just quickie little five minute, 10 minute, like reading things or whatever. Don't, I never met, I've never met this woman before. She's not always in our circle. I mean, I've probably seen her a couple times, but we don't, we have no interaction whatsoever. But so she's bringing through my mother or whatever. And she's like, I don't know why, but I'm smelling Italian food <laughs> like this. And my mother was Italian. Mm. So it was like that little piece right there. She's like, does that make any sense to you? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it's like this, those little pieces can mean like anything, like, okay, so she smelled Italian as her way of, you know, she was this little Italian woman, but it wasn't that my mother cooked Italian food, mm -hmm. but I totally understood she smells Italian. And she's like, why do I smell Italian? You know what I mean? So it, it was pretty cool. So the, those senses, especially stuff like that, the smell, the sounds, like you'll say, you know, what do you hear? And that can be such an amazing piece of information. Like I hear clanking and people working and car engines and stuff. Okay. Well, that could mean like, oh, okay, he was a mechanic. Right. Or I hear birds twittering and stuff like this. So that could mean, okay, they lived in the country or, or was a bird person or, or something like that. So it is very similar to animal communication in that we, we give the information and then we say, you know, do you understand that? And it's kind right. of the client's job sort of to, you know, again, we try not to interpret. This is the information I'm, I'm giving that ev those evidential pieces. And it's kind of the client's job to be like, yeah, I know what smelling Italian means. And sometimes they don't, I think they don't pick up, you know, it, they yeah. say, okay. And it, and it doesn't really sort of resonate. I mean, I just got an email from somebody and this was on an animal communication reading that I did maybe in January. And he sent me an email last week to say thank you and how great it was. And, and, and it did go well. But one of the things he said was I kept, and I don't remember the reading, but I kept holding my arms in a certain way that he was holding his dog. And he said, everything that, I, that you gave me, I, I took, but that holding of my dog, my dog would have made me think the dog is little. And my dog was medium. The dog passed many, many years ago. And so it wasn't a lap dog. And he said, today I'm cleaning my house and I look at a picture that I look at every single day and, he's, and the dog's paw, hind legs are on the floor and the body is over his lap and he's holding the dog the way that I was getting yeah. it. That's awesome. And it's really, the other thing that Joe makes us do is he's like, this is the great way to practice, the great way to practice. And I'm going to share this thing that he did, like one of, I think it was in our first meeting or whatever. So he has a board and he drew a picture of a penny on the board. This is just an example. And he went around the room. What is the, what's the first thing when he drew, drew the picture? He didn't write penny under it. He just drew the, mm -hmm. drew the picture. And some people said, um, Lincoln, some people said sense, some people said, you know, little phrases they got from it. So, so in other words, every single, like when I looked at it, I, I saw a little girl skipping in a short dress named penny. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So the point was that a penny can, can bring something forth in me different than Kathy, different than Absolutely. you. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So now, whenever I see a penny, mm -hmm. it, it's a little, it's somehow related to a little girl. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or, or when I hear a certain, do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. one of the ways that we practice is for a while, Joe would throw out or somebody would throw out in our Facebook group, three objects. You know, what's, what do they mean to you? 
he also showed like, and, and his example was like showing that penny. Some people could say copper. And okay, so maybe he gets a picture of the penny and it's copper. And so the piece there is that the person was a cop, like a police mm -hmm. officer. Do you know what I mean? So it's right. just, it's like all these, it's kind of almost putting together a library yes. for yourself so that it comes even faster and faster and faster and faster. Like, oh, I know when I see a penny, that means this. When I see a, you know what I mean? And, and right. so that's like a super cool way. And that's a really super cool example of how spirit is working with us right to try to help us get the message across as soon as possible to them right yeah it's super cool super cool yeah well this is great i mean i i really wanted to see uh and talk and and have people hear how you can start opening up your intuition right and go on whatever path you want whatever it takes you however it takes you yeah. there isn't one way to do yeah. things oh my gosh no it's definitely yeah. how you are drawn to something yeah. What you're interested in. Um, and this has been great because I had so many questions about that. And if you can think about that being of service piece that's yeah. so big, and we're like that, we, we want to be of service to the animal, we want to be of service to the client. When you're a medium, you're first and foremost service to spirit. If you can think about it that way, it's a way to help you realize that you just have to go in the direction that you're drawn. You just and, and don't worry about how somebody else does it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, trusting. Everything trusting. is trust, right? Trust. On this whole Total journey. Trust. Total trust. Absolutely. Well, good. Any final comments to anybody? No, Go just, ahead. yeah. If you're interested, <laughs> um, God, comment on our Facebook page and we will definitely, uh, you know, if, if there's a different piece of mediumship that you're interested in, let us know and, and we'll definitely, we'll pursue it and, um, yeah. Yeah. And watch for some of our live with the wives in the Facebook group, because maybe we'll dabble in that a little bit. Who knows what's going to yeah. come up with those. Um, but yeah, let us know what questions you have about mediumship because we love it. We yeah. love, we love, we love connecting with anything. We'll connect with anything. <laughs> we're wide open. <laughs> the next thing we're going to try to connect with your truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Well, thank you to listeners that stayed with us for this podcast. Uh, we're grateful for whatever audience is um, attracted to us. And we're going to wrap it up today. So again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Our website is thepsychicwives.com. And our Facebook group is at The Psychic Wives. So thanks for today. We'll awesome. see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.